It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm so over it. <laughs> okay, right, it seems to be going. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. <laughs> can I start again? <laughs> sorry no no it's just awful these are fucking awful these episodes are awful this podcast is fucking awful <laughs> hey everyone and welcome back to goes without saying i'm Sefi, and i'm weird i want to do that all again i'm doing it all over go. again i despise oh now there's someone at my door but we're just gonna go doorbell okay you sure yeah we don't know we're gonna go okay hello everyone and welcome back to goes without saying i'm Sefi. and i'm wing goes without saying although it doesn't because you do get us confused it really doesn't go without saying and today we're talking about imposter syndrome it's a weird fucking episode we didn't know we were recording this today but turns out we are so thank you so much to everyone that wrote in kind of last minute this is a fun episode i'm really happy with this episode me too you'll hear the drums that we had Janie mag did we have drums but it was worthwhile in the end yeah this is Sefi and wing and jim carrey's podcast on imposter syndrome <laughs> This is kind of an impromptu episode from us. Yeah, I mean, we're right on schedule. We do need to record an episode and you will hear it on Monday. Yeah. Like everything from the outside is completely fine, like going along with the format. But we are just bringing a lot of chaos. It's just internally yeah. chaos. Yeah. Um. So shall we chat about that? Yeah. So yesterday we sat down. For hours. It was a lovely sunny day and we sat down via FaceTime for hours and recorded a lovely episode for you mm-hmm. that was expected on FOMO. Feeling left out, feeling all alone, yeah. feeling like you're going to miss out on something. You know what FOMO is. I'm not going to get into it. And we got to the very end of that episode and we just thought, did we like that? That was a fucking shit episode. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't shit. It was just fine. It was just so... Like, you'd listen to that and just go, yeah, it wasn't their best. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. happy with that. No, we're, we're not just, no. having that. No, no. It's just not right. It is the imposter syndrome kicking in. Yeah. And it is the perfectionism <laughs> yeah. kicking in. But... It's not good enough for my king. Sorry. We don't serve scraps. And then we sat down today and we are like, right, okay, let's re-record. It's FOMO mm-hmm. time. We're talking again about FOMO. We just thought, fuck this. Yeah, it just wasn't happening for us. Today we're talking about imposter syndrome because it's so topical for us right now, I think. Well, definitely for me. Well, we were just talking about it like before, like, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, wait, why don't we just talk about imposter syndrome today? Clearly we have a lot of fire for this talk topic. What we're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah, kind of having our great conversation now. And then as soon as we turn the microphone on, we'll have a shit conversation. No way. About FOMO, which we yeah. don't... 
the whole episode i think we will do another episode on fomo but the whole way through the episode we're going personally we don't really experience fomo yeah well we're gonna have to because everyone's really looking forward to it we got loads of messages saying we will do it oh i can't wait blah blah blah. now i'm like oh shit everyone was like can't wait and i was like oh i can't wait for you to hear it and i was like yeah i really i can't wait for you to hear it but you might be waiting for a long time we could release the mediocre episode no no i don't want to never if we're doing one on fomo we'll re-record yeah. but today it's imposter syndrome times and we're having just i think this is one of our well this is by far our most spontaneous episode we've just put on the story quick quick everyone tell us quick guys and you really have come through yeah quick it really feels like you're sat right here with us so should we get into it? Yeah, should we talk about um, what we were just talking about, about? Should we talk about me? <laughs> Let's talk about ourselves. Let's talk about us. Yeah, take it away. Well, we were just talking about like when we would feel imposter syndrome. And wait, so why don't you say the bit about that we were just talking about before that it's like it doesn't happen necessarily when you think it would happen yeah so you made a good so right let me go even back even further Mm. we've had we've had loads of conversations on imposter syndrome like so many Mm -hmm. and i kind of thought that we had done a dedicated episode on imposter syndrome but we hadn't no we haven't yet but now we are i guess i remember us being on the phone we were talking about your life (laughs) as we do just talking about like your life and you said something along the lines of like i don't know what it is i just feel like right now like i'm just gonna get found out like i'm just like not it's just like obviously i'm not good enough for it like blah 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 and it's like yeah imposter syndrome yeah you just like you literally read out the google definition of imposter syndrome looked up yeah, you just Googled imposter syndrome and read out the definition, you fucking idiot. And you were like, oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, like, I just Oops. kind of feel like I'm lying in this world. Like, I just kind of feel like I'm like, what's the word? Like, an imposter? Fake. A fake version of myself. You're on theosaurus.com. <laughs> it's literally like, you're an idiot. And then recently I've been feeling like such an imposter, which meant that I brought some bad vibes to the episode yesterday some bad juju. i brought the shaitan with me to the episode yesterday and just it just was it was just it's just the imposter times so we just asked on the stories oh and you lot just kill me because you're so fucking cute we just asked on the stories how your imposter syndrome makes you feel and when you experience those feelings of unworthiness and all of those sorts of things so i think we're just gonna have a really deep very real conversation which is the only thing we like to do anyway but we're gonna take it exactly it's like fuck the fucking performance no yeah no we don't give that to you around here yeah no we're all here for a good time right i'm Mm -hmm. here for a good time sefi i am here for a spectacular time the best time and i know you're here for the best time listening so let's do it so what we were talking about before before we started recording was that when people talk about imposter syndrome there's almost this idea that you get it once you've achieved great success that it's kind of you get it once you are standing on a stage and it's suddenly do i deserve to be here after your ted talk you're thinking oh i don't know how i pulled that off that was such a fluke everyone's gonna I can't believe they actually listened to me blah 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 but that's not the case that's not what happens more often than not i don't know personally i experience imposter syndrome kind of on the bus kind of <laughs> at the sainsbury's self-checkout yeah yeah you know what i think is a big one mm. at the gym yeah 
big time. It's like, oh, everyone here knows what they're doing apart from me. And at the airport, actually. Oh, it's just embarrassing. It's kind of like, God, why have I... I've got no good reason to be here. Let me see myself out. On that conveyor belt thing on at the airport. It's yeah. like everyone else here is like definitely going to business meetings. It's like, shit, I should not have brought my bombs with me. <laughs> I, I don't have no place here. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much, oh, I'm standing on the stage or I'm going into the big man meeting and I'm the only woman in the room and I'm gonna, you know, stand my ground here. Mm. It's not then. It's... I think it is also then. Or do you not think it's then? It's totally then. It's totally then. (laughs) Yeah. It's not then, it's totally then. But it's also... But it's also... I think that simplifies it to... It's like, oh, it's when you're achieving great success and it it comes in then. It's like, no, it can be in your very, very small, bitty life. It's like also... Going on a walk. At the fucking hairdressers. It's suddenly like, oh, sorry, I've got everything wrong here. You actually had a dream like that last night. I had a dream. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. You just outed me. I had a weird dream that I was getting my hair cut, all of it cut off, at the hairdresser's last night. (laughs) I wasn't at the hairdresser's last night. I was was in my dream at the hairdresser's last night. At the hairdresser's last night, yeah. (laughs) The hairdresser woman said to me, like, can you just spray your hair like with this thing, like, till it's wet or whatever? And I was spraying it and I was like, sorry, I know I'm being really annoying, but like, is this wet enough? Like, is that okay? She was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I was spraying it. I was spraying my hair and it was like, hit, the spray was like spraying some girl behind me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, God, I'm just, God, what's, I'm, what am I like? I'm just crazy. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry for my own existence in my own dream. Yeah, I shouldn't be here. I'm, I'm taking up too much space in here. I'm taking up too much space in this kind of metaphysical astral realm. Fictional dreamscape. Yeah. <laughs> so strange but i think that is the truth of imposter syndrome that it whilst it does happen yes in these huge um sort of performing arenas that are just huge it's like yeah okay Mm. jennifer lawrence tripping at the oscars definitely (laughs) felt god what the fuck am i doing here but also the people taking jennifer lawrence's photo felt god how did i even get here like it's not just yeah a moment it's not the big moments in your life you also do get it in the day-to-day fucking walk into a shop and think sorry i shouldn't really be here do you can we (sighs) I haven't, I, I have not. F- <laughs> Spit it out. Go and ask me the big question. <laughs> it's going to be a trap. It's going to be great. Well, I have not thought about this at all. It kind of just crossed my mind. But do you think there was a thing with imposter syndrome in like quarantine and those sorts of situations? Oh, that's so interesting. Kind of the vision of what you think you do in a pandemic or like, I feel like people who were enjoying the first lockdown back in March, April 2020 were like, didn't want to. You, you know that was a bad thing to admit or whatever yeah so it's like you it's i think it's kind of the discomfort in your feelings but it's like if you're enjoying it that's not right you're basically your feelings are valid if you're enjoying it that's not good and if you're having a terrible time well that's not good enough because everyone else is dealing with it and it can't be that bad and blah 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 yeah i, I definitely think i i personally didn't experience it that much in lockdown but i'm experiencing it more now coming out of lockdown it's like fuck fuck mm. fuck like let's get that performance back on but yeah i definitely think there was a, an idea that if you enjoyed that first one which i know that both of us love absolutely relish that time at home looking back on it now holy shit what a dream what i would do to be watching tiger king for the yeah. first time with the banana bread in my hand it was a desperate time for me like i was really i had a lot there was a lot going on like obviously in life i don't know if you noticed we were in a pandemic there's obviously a lot going on the chaos but i think the day-to-day of it yeah there was there was something really quite peaceful about the mundane like finding the mundane 
in the chaos. I think it was the stopping. Yeah, it was kind of, there was a whole narrative of, it's okay if all you did was brush your teeth today. And mm. it's like, oh, oh I'm that. always doing well then. Shit. I am always thriving. If there's anything I like, it's people tapping me on the back for being mediocre. Yeah. I could always do with a bit more of that in my life. So it's like, if I have a shower, it feels like, God, I'm really on top of this whole pandemic thing right now. Good on you. Yeah. Even though yeah. it goes without saying that it was a horrific time. Mm. I do think there is, we've spoken about it before, that weird nostalgia for that, that summer almost, like that March, April. It's like, oh, they weren't, yeah. there was a safety in that, even though physically terrifying you're scared for the people you love and you're scared for the state of the fucking world but there's something about returning that return to the domestic sphere as we say <laughs> as we say that felt very comforting it's like oh right i don't have to talk to fucking bob in accounts yeah. ever again maybe maybe i do but for now i don't fucking have to what you think he's gonna die of covid i've just been furloughed <laughs> bitch I've just been fucking yeah. furloughed and I've got a podcast to start. Let's go. <laughs> that's the thing as well, is I think that's where a lot of the... I think I agree with you. I've definitely got imposter syndrome coming out of lockdowns and situations like that because I kind of think... I know for us, Sefi and I, we um, like feel like different people. I'm sure you listening probably in loads of ways feel like you're a different person than you were a whole pandemic ago. Mm -hmm. I, it's quite scary to think, oh, I'm, well, I'm reintroducing myself to the world now. It's like the last time I was out in the open, I was a different person. Like, I'm very different now. I have a different life now. And I don't know what my life looks like not in a pandemic. Before we went into pandemic times, I think I was convinced, I spent a lot of time trying to convince myself that I was compatible with capitalism and the world and now that i know i am just not compatible with society in a lot of ways i don't thrive in the way that society is set up and i don't think many people do mm. but now i've lost that performance and i literally have lost the care for that it's almost like what I've, i'm not going to go back to trying to lie to myself and tell myself no i i really think nine to five really just suits my structure no, it fucking doesn't. No, no way. It doesn't. It doesn't suit anyone's. Or it might be, you know. Yeah. What are the chances that you were born with the exact mindset that suits... This weird world. The thing that also suits fucking Elon Musk. No. Gross, no. Yeah. <laughs> kind of your future husband in your mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've spoken about this publicly about my theory. <laughs> I do have a theory. I don't like this theory. I do have a theory that I will marry Elon Musk. Well, now that I think we're out opening it out, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're kind of... Now that you say it, it's kind of changed the narrative. It won't, won't happen. Well, I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. I know I don't want it to happen, but I do think... I don't want it to happen. When <laughs> I meet Elon Musk and when we meet each other, it is over for Grimes. Which is... Is that a date you've got in the calendar? I, <laughs> when I meet Elon Musk on Friday next week. Honestly, at two o'clock Friday, I'm meeting Elon Musk. And I'm so sorry, Grimes, but I don't know what's going to happen. Like, poor X5 Ash, whatever, is going to be a baby from a split home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a homewrecker. I just don't know. Like, I don't want to marry him because there's that weird thing that he marries brunette women and then they all come out the end with blonde, blonde hair. hair i'm not gonna suit blonde hair but i just know that i'm gonna marry elon musk it's just a weird thing but you're gonna have to do it i know <laughs> i will suck it up. <laughs> whatever elon wants he's an absolute cunt i hate him i love that you could marry elon musk and the biggest fear in your mind would be dying your hair <laughs> blonde i don't want it <laughs> Um, so imposter syndrome, hey. Mm. When do you think you experience the most imposter syndrome in life? I do think it's in my, like, in work situations. So I just, I just everything you just said, I'm going to take a big shit on it. <laughs> like, I think with, the, I do think 
having a podcast and stuff like I'd be lying if I said it's really normal that I can put on this story put a story on an account that Sophie and I share on Instagram saying quick give us like your experiences oh my god and loads of you come back with Insta like that that isn't normal (laughs) like I kind of want to DM each and every one of you and say why on earth are you messaging little old us like you've got the wrong end of the stick like (laughs) just scrolling through do you know what I mean I think part I think it is like I'm not saying we're Kylie Jenner but just I think I don't know Mm. just a weird thing isn't it it is weird but then also I go through I go through phases with that anyway of sometimes feeling like yeah like I feel really on top Mm. of this space and I feel really on top of in some ways the performance of it and in some ways the complete Mm -hmm. authenticity of it because it is very authentic but also I think every single thing in life is wrapped in performance mm-hmm. sometimes i feel really on top of it but then also i do think it it slips in of fuck can we talk about how people think that if something's not a performance it means that it's ugly so interesting yeah like you could still be performing something that isn't like quote unquote attractive for example do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if we've spoken about this but that there's and i think especially around social media and stuff there's definitely a kind of narrative of if you're showing like stretch mark or like yeah um a real conversation about mental health then that's not a performance and that's super authentic yeah but it's not necessarily no not at all this is the thing with almost relatability is this sort of currency now that mm. not only is beauty a currency and thinness is a currency and whiteness is a, is a currency it's this idea that if you can show your belly a little bit mm-hmm. with like two little rolls in or like some stretch marks that is now you're relatable and people should love you for that which I think I fucking love those posts like I fucking love it so much but it doesn't mean that you it doesn't mean it's authentic yeah and it doesn't mean you're an authority on body image either I think that's one of the things it's, mm. it means that you have seen that and you're performing that in some ways and it also means you're celebrating your body which is the fucking most stunning thing in the world you fucking know i could cry at that but stunning it is something that you've seen before and it is a performance of course it is everything is instagram is a performance how can people Mm. not you can't deny that that's why i think imposter syndrome is such a thing because so much of everything is in performance it's kind of um like, do I have a podcast or am, am I performing what it's like to be a podcast? Like, how far is this a, a real authentic conversation between us? And how much is it just us performing, recording an episode? Well, this is like when I met those people the other day. So I had a Zoom call yeah, with some people say, the other day. I'm going to be super vague. With Hollywood. In Hollywood. I mean, maybe I should just fucking tell that story. It's so funny. I think you can... Yeah, you should tell this story. It's funny. Um, but then I can't tell the second bit of the story. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm just going to tell one of, the, one of the bits of the story. This is a funny bit. Yeah. So this doesn't relate to imposter syndrome now, but this is just <laughs> fucking funny. Um... <laughs> So I had like a little Zoom sort of interview to be like writing about films for a zine. Stunning. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So stunning. Can't fucking wait. <laughs> and I said to my housemates, oh, I'm, I've am i got like this like sort of thing to be a film writer. I'm just going to like go do the interview now. It's like some girls in LA. Um, went into my room. Off One I of my... go. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, okay, it's cool. I'm just going to go. Um, it's like in California, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I came out like sort of 10 minutes later. It was super quick. And my housemate was like, how did it go? Kind of pale as a ghost. How did it go? And I was like, wait, what? Are you okay? Like, what? Like, why are you so nervous? It was fine. And he was like, 
so what you're going to be are you moving like are you moving to hollywood <laughs> to be a film writer what do you think like, you're going to be writing films oh, no you have in LA. got the wrong in la he thought it was an interview with kind of an interview with hollywood he kind of he thinks you're on the phone with harvey weinstein <laughs> he was literally like was quentin tarantino there like did you, did you come off well Margot Robbie was there, but she didn't have any lines. (laughs) Just her feet. She had her feet on the thing. It was literally like, it's just, it has nothing to do with imposter syndrome, but it's so so fucking funny. funny. Or maybe I can just say the fucking bit. I think you do say, yeah. Can I? I think, I think we can. I think we can say that actually, we thought it was funny. We thought that story was hilarious. But also that came up because Zoom meetings, all meetings really, everyone's just performing what you think happens in a meeting. Mm. You're just performing the bureaucracy of a zine. Like you're just performing going for an interview. I think I saw what we used to do in... <laughs> you saw us answering our own question boxes on the story. <laughs> Literally. Because I think when you first start a podcast, like we started a podcast with no one there. No. And of course, when you're there and you're like, fuck, we need some answers. We used to 100% fucking write in our own shit. Love you girls. And don't lie that if you had fucking 10 followers, you no way are people writing in. And that I think is fine. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the fun. I think it's part of the growth because you have to you have to show up like it's a thing. Otherwise, you're gonna quit. Exactly. And now, of course, many 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 months ago, it got to the point where we realised we didn't have to do that anymore, and it was like fuck. Okay, like we're actually a fucking thing. I promise you, these are real. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like I can't fucking move for messages. And the last thing I want to do is add any more. But I think let's not fucking yeah. lie that you do need to delude yourself. You do need to feel like an imposter at the beginning if you're making um sort of artwork you need to fucking believe in your artwork and kind of fucking pretend that you've got a million followers Mm. fucking fine do it like it's fine it's part of putting yourself out of your comfort zone because i think with imposter syndrome as we say it's it comes to you sooner than you're doing the ted talk it's even sooner than you've like got on the bus or you're in the sainsbury self-checkout imposter syndrome i think kicks in as a kid when you start to learn your place you start to learn to be small and to be quiet and to keep your standards low and to keep your expectations of your own life small. Yeah, yeah. And that you believe that you are worth... Nothing. ...what society thinks you should be worth, which is nothing, i.e. nothing. Also, a.k.a. nothing. (laughs) When you were a little kid, your teacher said to you, what do you want to be? And it's like, oh, I want to be... Name any sort of job, kind of basic, basic job. That's basically what you said. Any variation of these jobs, not going to name any. I was going to say, we out you. We say your job. Well, it's kind of, the. I don't know. It's like you just say what your parents did. You say what you're, and it's like, yeah, of course we don't say. Oh, or I, you say, I don't know. And they say, well, you have to think of something because when you get out there into the real world, you're going to need to make some money to live. Otherwise, you're going to be nothing. And it's like, no, I'm still going to be nothing. I'm going to be miserable <laughs> because I did something that you told me to do. Like very young, you say things like astronaut, fucking um princess fucking knight in shiny armor i don't know yeah yeah prince charming through blistering winds and scorching deserts literally and then it gets to seven at age seven or eight it's funny how early it gets drilled into you know you shall be one of these jobs one of these very understandable very um attainable jobs the problem is they're not even that attainable like <laughs> that's the best believe you will still get declined from starbucks yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> you're not like it's not fucking easy to stroll into these quote unquote attainable no. jobs because the world is so fucked so one of the answers that someone wrote in with that just made me laugh was they feel imposter syndrome in the petrol station mm-hmm. and i think there's a really specific feeling you get in a space that is kind of 
a quote-unquote masculine space mm. that's kind of this is something very adult you're in fast and furious yeah suddenly vin diesel is it vin diesel and that kind of is it the rock is it vin, <laughs> vin diesel? diesel i yeah. don't know um yeah oh, it's kind of a place to get catcalled i have got catcalled quite a few times in the fucking mm. petrol station and you always feel like an idiot you feel incompetent you feel like you're not supposed to be there like you're about to set something on fire or crash into the fucking newspaper stand <laughs> it's like am i gonna light a cigarette in there and like blow the place to smithereens yeah. like yeah. i don't know <laughs> that i can just already tell everyone's thinking she definitely smokes actually don't smoke but you know no. it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah, that yeah. thing where it's like someone hears that and is like she's a heavy smoker now just fill in the gaps can, can Safi tell us more about how she got into smoking <laughs> <laughs> Safi, like you should really quit smoking by the way it's like oh, i don't fucking smoke it was a joke <laughs> That's not you listening, by the way. That's like, we get weirdos on Instagram. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not you. That's not you. It's like, we get, like, we're all on the same page until we get, like, one random person who's, uh, they're just not in the gang, guys. Don't worry about them. It's fine. But that makes me think we're all not, because then I'm like, oh, God, I can't. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) When, basically. But it's kind of someone's gonna, someone's gonna send us a message saying, so how does Wing feel about her addiction to smoking? (laughs) I was like, no, you've really got the wrong end of the stick. We just sometimes get some, I think that is kind of an imposter syndrome thing or like it's someone misinterpreting your identity because we do, when we get messages that's like, I don't know, just a really random thing of like, so when you guys met when you worked at kind of WH Smith's, what did we say? We never worked there. Like it would just be a really random thing. It's weird. Yeah, it's funny. But I do love that. It's the best. It's hilarious. I do love Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah. Well, you don't smoke anyway. You're completely clean. But yeah, I think there are certain spaces... I think there are certain spaces that enhance it because someone wrote in in predominantly white spaces, like IE in their job, at college, in all academic spaces and institutional spaces. So it's literally like, yeah, there are certain spaces that amplify these feelings. Yeah. I I remember I said to you before about, so for example, if you didn't know, this is a good bit of insight. Um, a bit of Sefi and Wing trivia. We used to live to it together at uni. Before we worked at WH Smiths together and took up heavy smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to say, I've said, I've said to you before that I, even though you would never have, it would never have even crossed your mind, I felt the incremental differences of being in a house with, what was there, five of us? Yeah, four other white girls and knowing that it's a white space. My boyfriend went to a work event. This is years ago. This is like before COVID. It's actually, uh, actually, I don't know if it was with Galdem. Maybe it's another event. But he was like the only white man in the room. And he said it was a really good experience for him to... It's like the first... He was like over the age of 20 at that point. And it's like, yeah. wow, to go through your whole life. It just shows, doesn't it? You've gone through your whole life and now you've got a small little taste. Never feeling othered. Mm, yeah. yeah. And you feel, oh shit, okay. This isn't my space. You, you suddenly feel it. Yeah, and you learn to shut up. And so then you can understand all of the different ways that every, you know, everyone in their own different ways is told to shut up. So no wonder we've all got imposter syndrome when whether we're at the petrol station or in a meeting surrounded by men trying to dominate the space, etc. It's kind of anything. You're the only gay person in the room. You're the only trans person in the room. You just feel that you your experience is being inherently undermined or inherently undervalued. And being because observed. Because you're either a token on a panel mm. or as kind of the othered minority that's just there like do I have a voice here do I have a place here and the answer is of course yes but the world tries to make you make it feel like you don't like no yeah it's fucked <laughs> it's fucked great yeah it's fucked. fucked completely fucked what's new hey what is new I reckon I get imposter syndrome these days pretty often if I was doing if I went to the doctors if I went to see my GP and he gave me on a that's scale a of one, one to ten circle how often are your days negatively impacted by imposter syndrome oh I was gonna say that's a place I have imposter syndrome oh, as soon yeah. as I walk through that door I'm like I'm not really sick I'm so sorry absolutely I'm so so sorry for taking up your time phoning in sick to work oh my god I've worked some dodgy jobs in my life and I yeah, felt like same. a big fat fucking fraud calling in sick half the time I was a fraud but still <laughs> and then you end up putting on a sick voice yeah you end up going hi I'm really sorry but I can't come into work you put on a fake fucking ill voice because you're trying to convince yourself and they're fuming that you're not there to sell fucking curtains to middle-aged ladies today it's like sorry <laughs> no I'm not doing it, Jackie. <laughs> Is that what you did? You sold curtains? I worked at Laura Ashley for a time. It was fucking dire. Oh, I see. But I did also have another really nice job in retail that I won't go into because it was actually really pleasant. <laughs> but for the sake of stories, Laura Ashley is full of white women who want to kill you and they want to kill their husbands. So they're just navigating the world <laughs> with so much misery and anger. And it all comes back at you because apparently the sale's not on. Not my problem, bitch. Yeah. When I used to prank call people when I was younger, <laughs> I always used to pretend I worked in a curtain shop. I was like, hi, this is me from, this is like Linda from curtains.com. Where John curtains. Curtains. Oh, nice. And what did they say? Great. When will they be here? I once did it for ages with, it was weird. We'd like, we'd always, it was like kind of our thing. Like me and my friends would be like, hey, this is curtains.com. This is Linda or whatever from curtains or carpets as well. We did. I would be, I would be Sarah from Sofas Direct, which I, I don't know if it is a thing. <laughs> And I would put on a little northern accent. <laughs> why did we do? Why did we do such like normal jobs? We're fucking dumb. We're fucking boring. Got nothing better to do. Aren't, a pr- aren't prank calls supposed to be a bit funny? We were like actually trying to sell curtains, fictional <laughs> curtains, and sofas. I remember once I did a prank call of like an automated voice message. Mm. So I was like, you have won five million pounds. Press one to claim your prize. Press two to blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, sorry, what was what was point one? And I was like, press one. And I like repeated it. And he was like, Fuck, you idiot. And I was like, oh, you absolute <laughs> idiot. He caught me out. Honestly, he got me. caught out. 
prank calls were fucking amazing. <laughs> I used to absolutely fucking love prank calls. I couldn't hold my laughter. No, never. Did you do that one that was, it was quite a thing on TikTok recently where you'd get two phones. And put them together. I mean, you did you do that to me? Or you didn't, did you? I, I didn't do it to you, but I did it to every, I kind of, I thought, should I do it to you? You said you were going to do it to me with our friend that I fell out with. And you were going to put us together on the Just phone. to try and make them friends again. <laughs> Just like, guys, please make up. And then I'm just kind of there crying in the background. Like, I would love if you were friends again. I went for a phase. I think that was first lockdown times. Oh, how it was sweet. Where I'd go around prank calling everyone. And everyone was at home and they were good. They were loving it. They loved to receive a call, I think. Yeah. The crowd went wild. They were begging for more. Encore, encore. Sefi, give us more. But in reality, they're like, this fucking bitch like needs to stop fucking calling me every two seconds and being like, like hello, I'm an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> Come pick me up. Hi, this is Linda from Curtains <laughs> and Sofas.com. Which sofa have you would you like? They're like, go away. <laughs> Which sofa would you like? <laughs> what a hilarious prank call. They're like, how do I see them? <laughs> you had a point. No, you had a point. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. Great. <laughs> Let's share the point that I had. It was I really like this message that we got actually. So on the story we asked, how does imposter syndrome make you feel? Like what is your inner critic kind of screaming at you? What are we dealing with here? What's the situ? And I like this one because I can relate. They said that imposter syndrome makes them feel typically frozen and unmotivated and they don't mm. see life as a full picture. And I think both of those wow. is just like, yeah, relate everything, yeah, spot on. For me anyway. Because you start to fragment your life a bit. You're like, this er- these areas I have covered, these areas are a mess. I must work on these areas. It's kind of dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah. You really lose your grip on reality, which is hard enough anyway. It's hard to have a grip on reality mm. because can you? It's just subjective anyway. But and What is reality? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go down but that hole. I know that, that sounds wanky, but like... Really, what is reality if you think that a lot of things largely are just shaped by your perception or your mindset or your mood or your past experiences? The reality of your day could look one way. And just depending on what mindset you give it, it can very much change the day. Like I can think of days that like on paper shouldn't have been good. Like a science lesson in year 10, double science. On paper, that's awful. But it was fucking hilarious. And it was a great old time, right? Because the mindset is like, I'm having a laugh. So it's kind of like, yeah, sometimes things on paper. Well, the mindset is I don't take this shit seriously. So (laughs) this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my science teacher used to sit at the back of the class eating paper. What? Why? Moving on anyway, it was fucking weird. He used to dress up. Oh god, this is a whole thing. Go on. He used to his his girlfriend broke up with him oh. and the next day he said that because he was so sad, he dressed up a marrow in clothes and slept with it in his bed. Was he lost? Did he think he was at a therapy? Why <laughs> like d- did he what? Also, what just what what like huh? Like you were our teacher, a teacher at school. A doctor, no less. Oh, he's trying to get some cheap laughs out of you guys. Like, you can't be dead serious. On his first lesson, he tripped over and cut his knee and he just could <gasps> never get us back after that. No, you can never recover from you that. You just can't. What year were you in? Like you're, not, you're like 9, 10. Yeah, no, it's not happening, mate. You just, you've lost it. Social suicide. <laughs> you tripped over fully and there was like blood going through his... That's bad. His, ge- his like trousers. That's bad. That's bad. And obviously that's so sad now, but 
I mean, as like a 14 year old, you can't get them back after that. You're lost. Poor guy. Jeez. I think now he has a kid and he's happily married, I've heard. So, well, I don't know if he's happily married. He's married. <laughs> She's not happily married, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay, so frozen and unmotivated I also liked because it's true, it can be really um, like debilitating. And I get this a lot with like perfectionism. It's like, if I can't do it perfectly, then I just can't bring myself to attempt it at all. Because it's almost like if this won't, be, if this won't represent my best work, then why would it be my work at all? Yeah. This will be nothing. It goes in the bin. A really liberating thing I learned, I don't know where I read this or where this came from, so I'll just take credit of it as my own, I guess. Here it goes, my podcast. It was something like you could be a genius. You could be amazing at what you do, but not everything you do is amazing work. Yeah. You could be the best at something. You could be the best, but not everything you do has to be your best work. Literally that. And it's true. Like You don't have to be the best every day. You don't have to be looking fuckable every day. You don't have to be loud every day. You don't have to have all the right things to say every day. Me, what I say to myself before the podcast. I think the consistency is more about just showing up and pushing yourself out of the comfort zone rather than being consistent with perfect things because that can that can only set you up for failure well you're just gonna burn yourself out yeah and you'll burn yourself out like an idiot if you're gonna keep up that act of of perfection the performance of perfection Mm. really because there is no such thing every fucking day you're literally gonna get to the end of that week i reckon it'll last about a week and you're gonna be a heap of crying mess kind on of the me. floor because it's just going to not have worked out. It's not going to work out for you because it, it, you're striving for something that, that is doesn't exist. You can never reach it. As soon as you set the marker, you reach it and then it just moves away. Yeah. And also everyone else probably thinks that you are perfect. Like everyone else thinks that everything you're doing is perfect. It's just really not that deep. But we mm-hmm. find the evidence for what you choose to believe. I'll say it in every episode, like we can't get enough, but it's so true. Like if you're looking to hate yourself or think that something's not good enough, you're going to find the evidence for that. You'll find it, bitch. Because it's also there's evidence for everything. It's like, and I think that is part of the imposter syndrome thing as well. If, if you're feeling insecure and you're on your way to the meeting and you trip over you've then found the evidence that you're going to fuck up and that you're embarrassing and everyone saw it and it's awful Mm. but if you're feeling good you're about to go and you trip i mean we all trip every day and we just laugh it off it's fine it's nothing so you will find the evidence for what you choose to believe Mm -hmm. because you can choose how you respond to whatever happens to you something that i read recently was something along the lines of um just cut (laughs) i just die (laughs) the treasure's buried in the (laughs) i die (laughs) (laughs) no something that i read recently was something like the majority of the work the crux of it the heart of the issue is just showing up yeah it's like the rest of it will come the rest of it is fine you can deal with it later but it's like just pushing that boundary or getting yourself in the room or just getting that essay done and just doing it just kind of giving in and letting go and just doing it is kind of the hardest thing but also the main achievement it's literally the only bit you can do yeah it reminds me of something that our boy jim carrey said that i also put in my notes is that three in a row from good old jim i think that's i think it could maybe be four in a row i hate Whoa. to say it. i don't think it is but i think it's the gym it's Sephian wing and jim now it's the gym effect <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's the Jim fact. So Jim said, Jim, if you don't know who Jim is, Jim Carrey said. <laughs> it's really embarrassing to say it's Jim Carrey. They're like, oh, cool. Who's Jim? Jim. And we're Who's like, Jim? Oh, Jim, Jim Carrey. 
actually. I don't know if you've heard of him. Really niche underground actor. <laughs> the word you don't want to follow, Jim, is Carrie. It's like, oh, oh God, dear. we are in our 50s. I'm so sorry. We're losers. Yeah, go but on. But Jim Carrey said that... <laughs> Something great, I'm sure. Always great from from Jim. Something life-changing. Is that you kind of just want that to be Jim from The Office or like something else, but it's... It's one of any other Jim. Any other Jim is fine. Any other Jim. Jim Carrey's a bit much. Yeah. Because he's dressed like Date Mike. <laughs> No. <laughs> Jim Carrey stuck in 2004. Go on. He said that it's not your... D- like us, apparently. <laughs> Go on. It's not your job to figure out how it's going to happen for you. It's your job to show up, open up your mind, and when the doors open in life, just be there to walk through them. Oof. It's so oh, stunning. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. That was off the top of my head as well. I, I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Everyone knew. Oh, I can tell. That was paraphrased. Everyone knew that that was memorised. But I think it's true. It's not your job to be in the room going, that person there's judging me because I just blinked a bit weirdly at them. That person there thinks that I'm a fucking loser and my boyfriend doesn't like me anymore. And that person there doesn't like my skirt that I'm wearing and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of your Edward Cullen. Sex. Sex. Money. Sex going around Cats. the room. <laughs> yeah. Really embarrassing. It's like, get out of people's heads, you friend. This is non-consensual. Do you know the worst bit of that scene? Where he's not hungry. She has to eat her soup or something. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't like what she orders. She orders mushroom ravioli. Sounds great for a little vegan. But I just think it's not hot to order on a date. Why did I think she was eating soup? Which is even worse. She gets mushroom ravioli. Because she goes, one mushroom ravioli. And she's like, are you sure you don't want to (laughs) eat? And he's like, bitch, if you haven't figured out I'm a vampire already, this confirms it. No, I don't want your stinking ravioli. That's when he like stops. That's when all those people, (laughs) that's when she's being followed by those scary men. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, he's like, distract me so I don't turn around. You don't even want to know what's in their head, Bella. She's like, you should put your seatbelt on or something. He's like, you should put your seatbelt on. He's like, what the hell is going on here? So fucking (laughs) weird. Are you guys bantering right now? Is this flirting? You should really put so your seatbelt on. It's the Bella, what are you talking about? Give it up, babe. And she touches his hand Dude. and she's like, oh, you're so cold. Ice cold. <laughs> ice. It's ice, baby. <laughs> Jed would come in. Yeah, I love it. They do have a similar vibe, Edward and John and Edward. Do they? Edward and Jedward do have a similar... Edward and Jedward. <laughs> Have a similar vibe. I don't know what, maybe it was just same era. What's the vibe? A bad vibe? I think I did associate them for a bit. I think it was just same era. Maybe just because they're called Edward, right? No, same hair, same hair. Oh, okay, fair enough. Kind of Jimmy Neutron hair. That's a better Jim anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's go with that. Mm. It's so true. Be ready to open the doors. <laughs> no, be ready to walk through them. Be re- Yeah, you're, it's not your job to open the doors, Jim says. So it's not your job to figure out what everyone's thinking about you. It's just your job to sit in the meeting, be present, be there, be there with ideas, be authentic. And that's all you have to do. You don't need to figure out after this, are they all going to lunch together? I'm not invited. Ooh. doesn't fucking matter. None of your business. None of your beeswax. That does sting though. <laughs> yeah, it does fucking sting. But you don't know. You're, you're literally <laughs> writing short stories. It's not even true. Yeah. That you don't know if everyone's going there. You're just assuming it because there's some little voice in your head some little fucking evil fucking chihuahua in the back of your head going ah did you know actually everyone thinks you're fucking fat in here actually yeah actually you're not invited to fucking lunch i think why that hits so different why that's so painful is because or why it's just so accurate from jim just bars from jim 
And what would we expect? Nothing less. But I think it's so true in that for so many situations of my life, I know now I look back and I think, fuck, like on paper, this is what was going on. In in the reality of the moment, this was what happening. A, a fun thing, an exciting thing, a sad thing even. This was the reality of your life. But the whole time, you weren't there. You were in your head. And that's the worst fucking thing is like going... Like I go months on end and I think, shit, I haven't been here the whole time. I've been in my head. Yeah. I've been worrying about next month. I've been worrying about next year for months. I think there was a real time for us when we realised this. Well, I realised it and it was a time when I was very intensely with you. <laughs> There was a time in Brighton when we had we'd graduated and we were just living in Brighton. It was mm. there was kind of a week where it was just me and Wing, but it felt like kind of we were there together for like ten years or something for a lifetime. But it was literally like ten days, and it just felt <laughs> like it was going on forever, but in the best way. It's been eighty four years, and we'd kind of get up in the morning and go to the beach, eat ice cream, come back, and like watch Game of Thrones <sighs> for like ten hours, and then just like rinse and repeat for like days. It really was a great old life we'd set up for ourselves and our joint life. Literally. But I think that time was one of the first times that I felt so intentional. And being present. We were waking up every day and being like, I am so fucking grateful for this. Like, I am so, this will pass. And before we know it, we're going to be in the stress of fucking life again. You know what it was? It was August sipped away like a bottle of wine. Oh, don't. Don't. Because it was never mine. Don't. (laughs) Oh my God. It really was. But it's so that thing. We really were so present because we knew... It wasn't going to last forever. Why does that sound so, like, deep? It was really, like, it's been quite emotional. <laughs> it's kind of, we really did have an affair. Like, your boyfriend's listening to this, like, what happened in those 10 days? <laughs> Tell the fucking <laughs> yeah. truth. There's something you're not saying. I see us twisted in bed sheets or go sipped away like a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think that was one of the first times for me where it was like, well, not one of the first times, but one of the most mem- memorable times where it was like... A standout moment. Where it's like, look, we lived that time and we didn't live it in our heads of fear of, like, what's going to happen. We were alive in that time <laughs> in Brighton summer 2019. Yeah, but I, but I think before you know it, you're back to everything has got to be perfect again. It's like things aren't ever going to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect for my deadly special, special day. day. And you're kind of crying your eyes out, like yeah. hot. I'm still getting ready, but I'm hot and sweaty. <laughs> I'm curling my eyelashes. Oh my god, I ripped my eyelashes. <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of times I've been getting ready and my like getting dressed and I'm sweating. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like, geez, you're a mess. Look at you, you fucking stay. Pull yourself together. And my boyfriend's looking at me thinking, Jesus Christ. I did not sign up for this. It's awful. That's when the performance of perfection slips slightly. <laughs> The male gaze is like, wait, what? That's when the imposter syndrome kicks in of like, so why is everyone messaging us saying, you guys are so great, blah, blah, blah. When the reality is I'm getting ready to record, going, (laughs) zipping up my trousers. (laughs) I can't do it. Please don't make me do this. God, if there is a God out there, please. (laughs) Oh, and my eyeliner. Smash my face up. Like, I just... <laughs> the chaos. It's like pure, like toddler t- tantrum moments, and just so in your head. And by the end of it, your bedroom is like covered yeah. in clothes. Like you're like, I didn't like that outfit, didn't like that one, didn't like that one. You're just going through my like fucking disgusting. But it's like actually just fucking take in your life. Like those, 
it's so true though like what would jim say if jim could just look at you he'd go stop oh if jim could see me in that moment <laughs> he'd go you are attached to identity right now you're attached to the story you're telling yourself if edward cullen was reading my mind in that moment oh my god it's I'm sex fucked. sex money cat i don't even know <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to begin to describe what that girl what she's doing. doing. Money, money. <laughs> Bella's eating her little mushroom ravioli. Like, go on, Edward, say it. What's she thinking? He's like, I don't know, Bella. That is fucking weird. <laughs> fucking hell. He's like, I don't know, but I think we should leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for you whatever you do don't talk to that girl <laughs> a message that i really liked and i think would be quite interesting to discuss they said they get imposter syndrome around their anxiety they said my anxiety exclamation mark exclamation mark i feel those exclamation marks i'm on medication and my brain still goes now nah, you're definitely making this up which i just thought was really interesting because and it's kind of what i keep saying about your feelings are valid but we're told to minimise so much that, like, even in something so real, something, like, medical, and I think we get that quite a lot, especially, like, women in medicine, and I'd say especially black women, is that you're not believed, you have to fight for, like, fucking years and years and years and years and years, and then get diagnosed with endometriosis, like, ten years late. Mm. It's not a coincidence, is it? I feel that in the sense of what I was saying the other day about i feel like i get imposter syndrome if i'm annoyed at someone oh that's really in- what is in you feel that you're not valid to feel annoyed yeah i feel like i don't have the right to be like upset with anybody or i don't have the right to be annoyed with anyone oh, wow do you get what i mean because it's kind of like well you're just like lucky that they could be you almost would convince yourself yeah yeah you deserve it i guess yeah not you one would convince themselves that it's like no i must somehow be in the wrong here yeah like, i must somehow have like misread or something like that I think I definitely convinced myself that I've misread things quite a lot. Yeah. Usually because I sometimes have. Yeah, usually because you misread things like all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's kind of my it, thing. It's kind of my whole thing, guys. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of your, um. yeah. I think with arguments in particular, because emotions are so high, kind of your rational thinking goes out of the window a little bit. So you can't really see what is really happening because you're so like hurt yourself like i'm angry i'm blah 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 so you almost but even not in the argument oh interesting it's like i wouldn't even have an argument like but when you're triggered yeah growing up i would be upset at someone and not it's like are you okay are you not confrontational fine or are you just a massive people pleaser who doesn't allow their emotions to be valid because you're so concerned with making sure that everyone else is okay and everyone else likes you and you don't want to bring a problem to anybody it's like no actually you can be annoyed at people and you can confront people on their shit which i have obviously learned loads i think it's healthy too oh it's so healthy too it's needed yeah it's needed but i think it's taken me like a long time to learn that and i still get those moments of like oh come on no you're probably just being ridiculous blah 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 blah. that's the thing i think things don't need to come up as uh when you said that thing it made me it's you gaslight yourself it's that situation so fucking true so fucking true because i think you made a good really a really good point in the sexual assault episode where you say that you gaslight yourself the way that society would gaslight you and you say yeah no it's probably nothing you read it wrong whatever get over it yeah like why he's a nice guy why would that ever happen to me but i think it's the it definitely Mm. is the same with arguments you're right or like feeling triggered or upset and kind of anxiety or just all things just any kind of feeling you convince yourself that it's not valid I brought you here today to tell you that your feelings are valid. It's like, oh, I'm just tired today. It's Mercury retrograde. Like, we're in a pandemic. Like, of course I'm feeling like this. It's like, no, no. 
like maybe it's not kind of of course i just got a trigger around that maybe they did that like a fucking dick yeah and that's fucking fine you're allowed to be angry at the at them yeah you're the authority in your own life you have the right to be here i think that's the whole um the crux of the issue with imposter syndrome is you're you're apparently an imposter but no you're not at all you're completely the authority in your life if not then who is you're not britney spears it's not you're not under like the warranty of your dad that's not it it's you are the authority in your own life and that's i mean i think there are some days where it's like you fucking need to hear that like you are the authority in your own life yeah let that sink in let that sink in open that door wide open bring that bathroom set in bring in that porcelain sink babe you are the authority in your own life there is no one there's no fucking person making decisions for you Mm -hmm. or there's no fucking person going "Mm," like you actually made all those wrong decisions there nobody's coming harry 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 nobody's coming you fucking loser do something i'm talking to myself nobody's coming sarah nobody's coming emma let's go for names nobody's coming emily oh wow no one's coming jasmine we're going through names here nice (laughs) but you're like say my name sorry that was four names <laughs> kind of the classic thing growing up never finding your name on the oh my god well there's no chance of finding persephone <laughs> there's not a chance exactly yeah it was, a, it was actually really shit anyway are we done are we done here or no i think we're done when we start talking about weird magnets that have names on i think we're done <laughs> exactly yeah kind but they were very sp- like spongy like cups or something it was a very do you know what i'm talking about they were like bright pink and purple i know the exact material because it was the same as my brownies badge brownies badge <laughs> when you're in brownies and rainbows and guides and i went all the way up to rangers real loser real <laughs> loser here we go <laughs> maybe you don't deserve this podcast <laughs> maybe you are an imposter here <laughs> someone that did rangers is not allowed to have a podcast that's absolutely certain but it was quite cool like we would i definitely felt that we felt quite cool we we're definitely the cool kids of rangers not that that's hard also you were in a small like kind of village it was a very cutesy moment i think i think that's a fun time it was an absolute blast i got to do so much i got to do so much yeah you kind of got these badges and they were the same material as those oh got you got you i was thinking of the badges that go on the sash so it's like a like a sewn thing oh no no those are like your awards badges like if you got like um kind of a performance badge you would say that oh, like, <laughs> a camping badge that's more of a brownies vibe right oh you're you're too old for that i get it you're too mature that's fine <laughs> i'm not sewing on badges uh, well i mean basically if you're feeling like the imposter don't hope that helps bye don't at all yeah no literally don't well it's also like think of jim <laughs> what would jim fucking say to you you're putting on your makeup you're sweating your buckets and you're stressed 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 you're going to the big meeting you're about to open that laptop to go on the zoom call just think jim's there that's quite nerve-wracking <laughs> jim's there he's going i got the power he's sexually assaulting everyone he sees he's lifting up your skirts with the power of god i'm quite nervous if i'm looking if i'm getting ready for a zoom and i open my laptop and i see in the back of the frame jim carrey standing behind me he's been watching me the whole time i'm I shitting myself i'm more nervous than i was to begin with same kind of i'm like <gasps> Who's that behind you? Yeah, it's a kind of worst case scenario. <laughs> it's Jim. And it's a man. It's like, it's a tall man. It's the worst case scenario. But then it's then you see the face, it's Jim, and you just feel instantly secure. It's so true. You feel instantly like, Jim, I've needed this hug my whole life. Since I saw you sexually assault that woman. Mm. And Jennifer Anderson didn't want to hear it. But I did. I knew I needed your validation in my life. At seven years old. <laughs> but I 
as a victim of the patriarchy, knew that I needed to be cast. At seven years old, knew that I would one day aspire to play Hot Girl One in Bruce Almighty. Stunning. Should we talk about how we can be doing the work? Yeah, we haven't done a doing the work in fucking years. Yonks. You know, because I haven't been doing the work. I've no. been a hot fucking mess. <laughs> the work has not been done. The work hasn't been done. I think the work this week is... Do you think you can get yourself in a situation... Like you know, like kind of get yourself into a call that you're a bit nervous about or like... Mm, I'm doing a scary thing this very late afternoon. Oh, you are? Well, do you want to tell us about it? No, because they might be listening. <laughs> so, podcast over. No, come on. Really? Well, you're going on a date. They don't know when you recorded this. <laughs> well, there we go. She said it anyway. I'm going on a date this afternoon. Quite not nervy, but I definitely would rather not go. <laughs> you definitely, uh, how do I put this? Don't want to go. <laughs> I definitely would rather do anything else than go. Yeah. But. I was going to say feedback on that and then I thought don't even say it because she won't. <laughs> no, we, I can feedback, I guess, whatever. We take what we can get from yeah. you and we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're lucky to even hear your voice. You are. And remember that every fucking time you, yeah, are, you open this podcast, remember you're fucking lucky. <laughs> remember. <laughs> don't you dare take her for granted. You're fucking lucky to hear a bit of weird shit about Jim Carrey. <laughs> For free. For free 99. Yeah, free 99. Right, what are you going to do though? I want to know your little thing. I'll have to think of something. Okay, fun. Oh, we feed it. We'll feed back in the next app, I guess. That's so fun. Feedback in the next episode. See you there. See you there, guys. Hopefully, we won't have to re record that one like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com